This is Harry Hog Football, the original Redskins fans podcast. On today's show, we talk about all the news from the last couple of weeks, including the massive amount of players that we signed, and some cuts, and then some undrafted pickups. This and much, much more, live with Aaron, Josh, and John. Yo, 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 what's up, y'all? Yo, 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 what's happening? Yo, 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 what's up? And a couple of fellas pouring Dexter on the violin. And everybody, clap your hands. Clap your hands. <laughs> Put your hands. Clap your hands, everybody. everybody and everybody, clap, clap, clap your hands. <laughs> Dudes, I'm so pumped about these baddies we signed. We drafted three BFFs. Best friends for bad baddies. Because you are on Harry Hog Football. Hey, to give a shout out. Yeah, we need to give a shout out first thing and foremost to our uh, longtime benevolent sponsor, Desmond C. Lee. He uh, he uh, dropped something in the kitty once again, hooking us up for how many years now? Like three years? Gotta three be three. Now? Gotta be three. I think so. Yeah, yeah. You know, Big shout out to Desmond C. Lee. Yep. And you can follow him, Redskins fan, at Desmond C. Lee 2 on Twitter because Desmond C. Lee 1 was already taken or hacked. I'd also like to give a shout out to some of our new Twitter followers, including uh, Matthew McConaughey. And uh, if you're listening, if you're listening, uh, Matthew, um, feel free to come on the show whenever you want. If you're listening, man, all I gotta say is this: All right, all right, all right. If you're listening and if you're coming, right, you, you have to wear clothes. And, <laughs> yeah, and and you can drive your Chrysler up to the studio and like, dude, dude, get it straight, dude. He drives a Lincoln. Oh, sorry, Lincoln. Come on, man. Seriously. Are you sure he was driving a Lincoln way before they dated him? Really? Says Josh. No one knows. He says it on his Lincoln commercials. On his Lincoln commercial, he says he's been driving in a long time. Are you sure it's not like Buick? Well, we know one thing about Matthew. He's it's, a, a, he, it's a car that used to be for old people that's trying to reinvent itself for slightly younger people. Dude, he's a huge Redskins right. fan. I know they that. Look good, man. All right, he's all right. a Redskins fan, and he's from Texas. Is all I got to say. Because <laughs> he knows. So he's he's cool with me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. You know what else is cool with us? Let's give a, a little bit of dap out there to other Washington teams right now. Washington Nationals, Bryce Harper, five home runs in two days. Yeah, dude. Well, he had last Boom. night off to recover, but yeah, two games. And we have live in two of our studios here at Harry Hog East and Harry Hog West. Well, Harry Hog Midwest, I guess. Um, the Caps game at Madison Square Ghetto Gardens. It's two minutes left in the game. Dude, all three of us went to Madison Square Garden at least once back in the day, like, what, 15 years ago? That place was a hole back then. It's the same hole now. I just walked through there yesterday. Oh, dude, really? Dude, it's the same hole. Is it worse? Though? 
It's got to be worse. Put it this way. I mean, I was at, I was right there. I was at the Javits Center, which is on 35th Street, 30 between 34th and 37th Street. <laughs> on the west side. On the west side at 11th. Yeah. Madison Square Gardens. Madison Square Gardens, like three blocks away across town. I mean, it's it's right there. It's right there. The rail yards all come in Penn Station underneath Keith, right next to the Javits where I was. I mean, it's it's the same hole. There's nothing that's changed about it, dudes. I think New I Yorkers love that place. They love it, dude. You cursed us. I think I cursed us by dude. bringing it up before the game was over. The Rangers just tied it, dude. Rangers just freaking tied it. Even Square though it should be guard. two to one after that goal was disallowed. It should be two to one. Their guy, like one of the Rangers, was in the crease behind Holtby and knocked him down. They didn't say anything about it. And then Joe Ward comes up, gets pushed into the goalie, never goes into the crease. Puck goes in, and they're like, no, no goal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, I guess we should start uh, actually talking about what happened. Here. Let's talk about oh, yeah. our Washington Redskins. Let's talk about the, the draft. That uh, I know I watched a lot of the draft, guys. Chicago did a really good job on the draft. I don't care about them. No, I mean the city. They made it into a freaking party, like like the whole park outside that. Oh theater. yeah, yeah, it was awesome because they wanted yeah, they wanted again, party. dude. I think they did, and I think that was good for Chicago. But at the same time, I, the draft overall to me felt kind of lame. What? It just felt lame to me. I don't know. It didn't seem like it had. I mean, is it because Vinny Serrato wasn't there? I don't know what it was. I just couldn't put. I couldn't put my finger on it. I don't know. It just didn't seem exciting to me this year. For some Dude, I was excited because, like I've said for like months, we better get a fatty with that first pick. We and then well. I started drinking the Kool-Aid on Leonard Williams when he was there. I was like, dude, we're going to get him. And then we got the guy I originally wanted anyway. Yeah. I think I, I think I just wanted to see more teams trading trading down. And you, you were disappointed deals. that there weren't the big trades like at number two. Like, I want to see the big deals. Yeah, I want to. I mean, it was basically as predicted. It was like bam, 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 bam. You know, just about like like we were actually the first team to go off the uh, off the Mel Kiper script. Right, dude. I love actually. our pick, dude. Even though we, even though a lot of the folks gave us like a C, I saw everyone gave us like an A. It, it depends on where you looked. I, I've seen everywhere from like a C. People like it was okay. Um, some people said it was good. I think no. I think Hare Kiefer gave us an A minus in the end because. Uh, oh man! Damn it, Caps! Come on now. Hey, stay with the Redskins here. Oh, sorry, sorry. So. Yeah, so we did get Sheriff with the first pick because what do we need for offensive linemen? So who do we draft with our first-round pick? An offensive lineman. Outland Trophy winner, best offensive lineman in the nation in the college ranks. Stu's going to be a beast, man. You know what You know what I want them to do? with? I want them to put him and uh, what's that guy's name. I'm going to try to say it like Wale. Common um, Jigo. Ray Quangio. I'm just going to call him Django. 
Django, call him Django. Django Unchained. Well, I want to see them put put Sheriff and Django right next to each other on the right side, two rookies, and let them be the right side of the offensive line for the next 10 years. How awesome could that be? Dude, I got to turn this game up. I think it's affecting my bandwidth, so keep going. Keep talking. <laughs> You're going to have to give me updates. So I was looking this up to confirm Aaron's uh, what he was saying. And we did indeed receive an A- from, from Mythical Fiber. Whereas last year, 2014, it was a C plus. Dude, I thought we did an awesome job in the draft. I don't care what those dudes say. We need alignment. I don't care what all these other Redskins reporters say. We need alignment. All these people, they need another pass rusher. I'm like, first and foremost, we need to keep our quarterbacks up. Yeah, no lie. Like I said, uh, we needed four offensive linemen. We drafted three. That's a good start. Yeah. And they're all massive. They're huge. They're all like any any owner of any Golden Corral buffet would be afraid to see them heading to their door. Welcome to CeCe's. Oh, man, here comes the Redskins. Here comes bankruptcy. Dude, they're going to be awesome. <laughs> Dude, John, which is the link here that shows you all of our players? Is it the first one? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's the first one. It should be the first one. Read the sheets. Read the sheets. Read, read, the, uh, read the ditto sheet. I am. It's not letting me click on it. Read the one that's got the... Uh, the ditto one. sheet. Remember those with, like, the purple writing? Yeah. Most people listening to us never have. Well, let's just say this. The people listening to this podcast right now that don't know what a ditto sheet is also were not alive the last time the Redskins won the Super Bowl. You are correct. You are correct. Let's see. It's just coming up as a blank NFL.com page for me, dude, when I tried to get to that. Whatever. Anyway, I think it's maybe it's because your kids are uh, streaming Good Luck Charlie. Probably. <laughs> um, or Red Dwarf. Charlie Cassidy. All right, so, dudes, we got these guys. We drafted our guy, Sheriff, in the first round. They're saying he's going to be the right tackle. We drafted uh, Aurey, Django. He's going to be the right guard. We got the center out of, where's the center guy from? We got him in the It's only, He's almost like an afterthought, the dude that we got in the seventh round. Yeah. This guy, his name is Austin Ryder. And by the way, Austin Ryder and, and who's the other guy? Ryder, our seventh round pick. Yeah. And uh, Mitchell with one L. He was the sixth rounder. He was the sixth pick in the sixth round. He's that cornerback. Those two guys have already signed the contracts. Those are the only two draft picks who have signed the contracts already. I kind of liked that sixth round because we had three picks, you know, within six picks of each other. Yeah, and it was just like, all right, it was kind of nice to sit there and be like, all right, we got a safety. All right, we got a cornerback. Already got, we got a wide receiver. And then you look at all the players that we drafted, and I know people have been harping on this already in other uh, forms, but McLuhan is not drafting little wispy people. He's drafting guys that are either huge and physical and play with a chip on their shoulder, or even if they're kind of undersized, like uh, like this uh, this, dude, this dude from Virginia Tech, Jarrett. He's undersized, but he's like a special teams beast. 
and he's tough. He's not some like like none of these guys are like little wuss guys, except maybe maybe that running back out of Florida. But he's a he's a that dude's big. He's big, but he's injury prone. He's got bad. He's got a bad knee or something. That's Matt Jones. Dude. Matt Jones, not to be confused with that tall wide receiver that ended up coming back. Hey, let, let's do this really for all of our listeners. Let's, let, let's go down the rundown real quick here, so that everybody knows, you know, who we chose, who, who was who, and what round we did it in. So. I'll just do the rundown real quick. Round one, fifth pick, we have Brandon Sheriff. Yeah. He's the new right uh, side anchor. That's right. Round two, sixth pick in the second round, we had Preston Smith. Now, I, I understand there are some character concerns with this guy. Do you know anything about that? I know that his character concerns pale in comparison to anyone the Cowboys picked up in the last two. <laughs> in the last so, two good God. Good God, it might as well be Arlington State Penitentiary up in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this Preston Smith, he might have some issues. I think he's going to be fine because I think there's going to be enough guys in the locker room. I, don't, I feel good about what we've done, and I like it. Things make sense. We're like, like, McLuhan is like the anti-Vinny Serrato. It's, it's almost profound. Dude, As I a Redskins fan. Dude, I love it because he did like pretty much exactly what I would do. What every what anyone with any kind of brain and not being all tweaked out on meth like Serato seems like he is. I'm not trying to slander the guy. He just seems like he is. The only thing that I might have done was tried to trade back a few picks and get Sheriff a little bit later, but I understand that some of those dudes were saying the Giants were going to get him at the 10th pick if he was there. So I don't and know. That would have sucked. So I don't know if we could have dropped or dropped back, really. You know, I, what I like about Sheriff, this guy, the big, the best thing I like about him when I first saw him, he's huge, and he just had this grin on his face, like, yeah, I'm gonna. He, he looks like a guy who's ready for trouble, like, like he looks like he looked like a guy before I even started reading all the stuff. Like, oh, he's the guy. He's got a nasty streak. I was like, that guy looks like he's someone that has a nasty streak. You know what else? Like, like he looks like someone that would hang out with Mark Schlereth. He looks Back like he's got Schlereth's. Some chaotic days when Schlereth used to like pee his pants on the field and just be like, <laughs> you know what, you now know you what? have to block me and I'll piss my pants. <laughs> the other thing I like about this guy is that he is, um, he's a little more seasoned. Um, he went back for that fifth year at Iowa, even though last year, had he gone into the draft, he would have been a top offensive lineman. Yeah, probably. Yeah. First round. Most so likely. he's got, I mean, he, he's had that extra year under his belt. And, he's just uh, one of those like Big Ten like corn fed. He's a corn husker. <laughs> yeah, well, he's an Iowa. No, he's a Hawkeye. Oh, sorry, Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Sorry, no offense to like. No offense to people ones. out there that care about or, those two teams or anybody else out there. Radar. <laughs> At least I didn't say he was a Buckeye. He runs a five five zero five forty. That's not bad for a man who weighs three hundred nineteen pounds. I Dude, how tall is that guy? He's 6'5", 320. Five. Dude, he's huge. And if he's 6'5", 320, he's not even, like, fat. It's, like, just ba- a big man. He was also born after I graduated from high school. Oh, man. Dude. <laughs> dude, so what's going to happen? How long? What's up with Chris Chester, dude? He still counts, like, millions against the cap. I don't understand that at all. I don't understand why Chester is still on the roster at all. Except we, there, for that. There I couldn't be I anyone think, that we could cut him and knock that money down. Yeah, we it, got uh, to. 
there had to be someone better we could bring in that uh I don't know. Well, okay, so we've talked about Sheriff. Yeah. Touched on Preston Smith. Pressed on. What what else do you have to say we've about pressed Preston? Pressed on Smith? Preston Smith. Pressed he's on. Out, he's an outside linebacker. He's where a beast. Hopefully he'll be pressed on and not pressed off. He came from, uh, was he Mississippi State? Is that where he was? Yeah, another uh, or a, uh, SEC. And SEC I saw some guy. footage. I watched some YouTube like highlights of him, and he was a beast. Uh, he yeah, is, he is kind of. Well, you know what? If nothing else, he can push what's-his-face that we drafted in the second round last year. Uh, you're talking about Trent. Uh, Trent Murphy. Murphy, thank you. Because yeah, Trent Murphy, people are like, oh, he was disappointed, blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, he was a second-round pick. He was in his rookie year on a bad defense. Yeah, and, dude, if you and you but, think about guys like that Trent, Worth, Trent Murphy, dude, all of a sudden we're still getting a little bit of depth that we never had. Yeah, yeah, and suddenly he's got this Preston Smith pressed on. He's pressing on him to, to get better. It's like, hey, competition, just like you said, competition. Well, and speaking of pressed on and pressure on, let's just, like, touch on what he did last year in his senior year at Mississippi State. Touch. He, he Touch. had 15 tackles for loss, nine sacks, 15 nine. quarterback hurries. He also had two interceptions, two forced fumbles, and two block kicks. Yeah, dude, if you have a chance to watch some of his highlight film, he's a beast, and he's kind of like a little unconventional sometimes how he got to the quarterback, it looked like to me. Mississippi State was a good team last year for once. It's been a while for that, but they were a good team, and he was a big part of it on defense there. And, you know, it, it, it's funny. I mean, he's he what they said about him, which I'm really intrigued to see if he can do this at the pro level is that he can drop back in coverage. Like, remember how Kerrigan did that last year? Was it last year where he dropped back in coverage and got that pick? Or was it the year before? It had to be. No, it was the year before. No, maybe it was like, I don't know. All, all the crappy games where Kerrigan was the only good defensive player were all running together. Yeah. But like Kerrigan, he can suddenly, like, drop back and kind of cover the flat. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he's athletic enough he can do that. He's not just, a, like, a bull rusher from the end who can't, like, who can't keep up with a tight end, for instance. All right, you know right. what I mean? Can we stop and well, think? Can we stop? The Redskins are calling him an outside linebacker. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Can yeah. we stop and think about something for a minute? Think about the defensive front all of a sudden. You got Port pork chop. I mean, pot roast up there in the middle pork with chop. Chris Baker <laughs> next to him. We got Chet Baker. We got pork chop. We got, uh, uh, who, who else is in? Who else is in there? I'm like, Aaron, uh, you said think about it. Tell us. Tell us. We got to know. We got uh, that other dude, Papea or whatever. Hold on. I'm looking at the up. dude from the right Bears here. that's supposed to be really good. The Bears. Papea. Got... His name's Papea. <laughs> like Paella, but with a P. Paella. We, we got, got Papea. So he's supposed to come in there and he's supposed to be like a big fatty on the line. So you got him, Baker. Pork chop. That, there's pork chop. Knighton. Do we still pork have Cofield? Yeah, P-A-E-A. Do we still have Cofield and Bowen, or did they both get cut? They both got cut, and neither have been re-signed. But we also do. We also got Ricky Jean-Francois. Yeah, he was like our first oh, signing. Yeah, there, too. So we got all these fatties competing at the line all of a sudden. Dude, they're doing what the damn Giants have done, and which is why they were able to beat the Patriots twice in the Super Bowl. They're stocking up. Fatties. Defensive line. It's all in the fatties. If you have a fatties. dominant defensive line with the fatties, you can have like average defensive backs. 
The Giants only won two Super Bowls in what the last five years doing that, including beating the undefeated cheating team with average defensive backs. Yeah. So I, I have a feeling that's that's kind of the, the thought he's got going there. Yeah, we got Frenchie, we got pork chop, we got pot roast. Frenchie pork chop. <laughs> Which one is pork chop? I don't even know. I think Chet Baker might Baia? have to be pork chop from now on. Chet paella, Baker. no paella is paella, dude. We got paella, paella pork chop, paella. and pot roast on the line, <laughs> and then we got Frenchy over there. We can call him beignet, beignet, <laughs> baguette. What is his? What's a French food, Josh? You're a world traveler. What do you want to know? Uh, Escargot. A good French, <laughs> a good French food word. That would indicate he's he's small and slow. Probably. <laughs> small and he's slow, like, like a snail. He's like he's like a robust burgundy. Anyway, a uh, 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 a burgundy. Uh, what they, what's it called? A burgundy and gold. So then you move back to the. You move back to the um, a the Ow. linebacker position, and we've got who we got in there in the middle now. We got uh, 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 Keenan. We do have Keenan. Keenan Robinson. We we've got the aforementioned um, Preston Smith, maybe out on the side, or Trent Murphy, whoever wins out, and of course anchoring the other side. We've got and we've got my uh, dog Kerrigan. And we then, got Martrell Spate, that dude we drafted in, in the fifth round out of Arkansas. Yeah, we hadn't gotten to him yet. We've only gotten to Preston Smith. Oh, yeah. I, I, I skipped over a couple guys to get to him. Martel so, Spate. Martel Spate. We got to talk him in there in the middle next to. Uh, Martel Spate's an inside linebacker. To compete with Perry Riley. Perry Riley. <laughs> yeah, thank goodness, because Perry, Perry Riley just, man. He showed some promise that first year. He kind of stepped in, and then now he's got to deal. He's got to deal with Spate. Um, we got to. We're gonna. It's gonna be interesting to see how all these players uh, are able to perform on the field for Joe Barry, the defeated, the last defensive coordinator to go defeated in the NFL. Don't forget that our defensive coordinator went zero and sixteen a couple of years ago Dude, in the, the NFL. This Ari. Uh, Cohen Geo guy. Already, he's had Glenn some adversity Joe. in his life, and isn't his brother also in the in the pros? His brother's name is Cyrus. Yeah, and he's had which some is, knee which issues. Is a nice old school name, I love it. I think Cyrus. he's actually from. Um, he's what, from Cameroon. He's from Maryland. He's from he's from the greater Washington D.C. area. I thought he was straight from Cameroon. I thought I read that. He was from – well, he went to high school in, in – uh, what is it, Damascus? Who, who are we talking about? Ari. Ari, Django Unchained. Wale's favorite player. How do you spell that, dude? <laughs> Ari. A-R-I-E-K-O-U and J-I-O. And G-O. And by the way, he's 6'5", 310 from Roll Tide. But he's had knee issues. He has had knee issues. You know why? Because he's 310 pounds. Yeah. These guys, I, I all think these this guys guy, have knee issues. Dude, I hate to say it. What Did you say he's going to be number 74? Because I think he might be the next odd body. Dude, he is wearing 74. That's that's the preliminary number for him. He and might, he is, dude, he might be odd body too. Because I saw some footage of him and he looks slightly odd body to me. Sheriff's wearing 75. <laughs> Josh, pull up a. 
pull up some footage of Ari Cohen Geo and see if he looks kind of odd. Wait, wait, how do you spell his name? We told you. I know, but A R A R I E, not yeah. kind of like India Ari. All right, I got him. K O U and I got him. And Geo. Geo. Let's see if he's odd body. Oh. And while Josh is t- is looking that up, we already talked about Martrell, but then we oh, got no, that's Cyrus. Hold on. But then we got Keyshawn Jarrett in the fifth round, a safety. And a, where's he out of? He's out of Tech, dude. Oh, they Virginia basically tech. brought him in. His his basic job is to mean, hang out with D'Angelo. Safety, but his basic job is special teams. Okay. Oh, he's because a super fast somebody, dude. As somebody noted, I forget who it was. I really wish I could remember who it was I read this from, but it it was a duh moment when I read it. What college team in the United States puts more emphasis on special teams than the Hokies? And this guy was a special teams beast in Blacksburg. So can't say I really watch Virginia Tech about him. Games, but okay, cool. Yeah, and, and, you know, he's not going to be a cover guy, but he's going to be someone 5'10", 200 pounds. He's pretty big for that. Dude. He's going to be able to run up there, you know, plug up some holes or come in there. And, like, when the running back's trying to hit the second level, getting through the fullback, he's going to be running up there trying to knock the dude down. Dude, I'm totally glad that you brought that up because what sucked almost as much as our offensive line are special teams. We got that dude, awesome. Preston Smith, that blocked two kicks. When's the last time we blocked a kick? We got Jamison Crowder, who's he's the super return man, right? Doesn't it look like they're going to use him as a return guy? The That's receiver? what they're saying, yeah, because he's the little guy from Duke that we drafted in round four, Jamison Crowder. That guy, I saw that guy play at Duke. Irish Chowder. <laughs> <laughs> His name is Irish Chowder. Sorry, I'm watching footage of... Irish Chow. He does not look odd body to me, dude. He looks he looks like a guard, I think, in his body shape. He, he, he does slightly like look a, like odd body. I can see that. <laughs> it's, it, is it the number? Just seeing Maybe the number. that's what it is. It's OB, <laughs> OB2, man, is what his new nickname is. Jameson. <laughs> OB2. OB2. <laughs> Yo, OB2, what's up? Odd body 2. <laughs> But you know what? Even with a name like that, he's still going to be better than Chester. Oh, my goodness. I, hope I don't understand why Chester's still on the squad. He'll be better than Tyler Palumbo. <sighs> dude, what about Palumbo? Is, Speak he's of gone, someone. isn't he? He's, he's a free gone, agent. Dude. Oh, he is? We yeah, just dude, fixed the agent. glitch. We cut, him, we cut him loose. We didn't have to cut him, right? He was a free agent? He was an F.A. Yeah, uh, we didn't have to cut him. All so right. do we don't have any other. Oh, we have Will Compton. Or uh, the yeah, other Compton. And Will Compton is resigned. Wait, Straight out of Will Compton. Wait, which Compton is the tackle? Will? Or Tom? Tom. Tom is the tackle. The right tackle. Okay. And Tom also Will might Compton. be the other linebacker that could play with, you know, Trent Murphy. That would be Will. Do we keep him? Because we cut a bunch of dudes to be able to sign all our draft picks and a few of these undrafted guys. I think you kept Will and Tom. There's going to be so. some competition there. Because at least with so all those guys so playing so crappy last year, at least some dudes got some playing time to get some exposure. And some people actually they're, – they're, it's tough for McLuhan coming in with the new coaches because he doesn't really know a lot of these guys or most of these guys. So he's probably cut a few guys that might end up being like, you know, could, could have been or could be special team contributors uh, here oh, and dude. there. Oh, dude. 
Dude, in fatties that we forgot, Morgan Moses, he could still turn into a decent player. That's true. That's true. We picked him up just last year. Don't write him off yet, dude. I've already. I wrote him off before we drafted him. No way. You know how lame? I was checking out the Redskins site. Eighth tackle taken in the draft last year. Eighth. I don't care, dude. Don't write him off. He could move in at guard. What if he moved in at guard? That's a good point. If we could scoot him into guard somewhere. Yeah. uh, I'm telling you, we've got a plethora of fatties. And it's better than saying, oh, no, we have to play Columbus because we've got no one else. (laughs) Would you rather play Morgan Moses or Columbus? Well, (laughs) maybe. Remember that one play last year? Oh, my God. You had (laughs) one job. One job. Morgan. It was like he didn't even get out of his stance and the dude was already past him. He was already lay- he already was like laying on RG three. Oh, and Morgan man. Moses was still in his stance. And he's stand. turning around going, What? <laughs> laying on RG three. Oh Morgan wow. Moses' butt's still sticking up in the air and RG three's on his butt. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that, okay. That pretty much summed up. That's when, that's when you wrote him off, dude. That's when you wrote him off. I wrote him off I wrote him off when when he was the eighth tackle taken in the draft. I was like, there's a reason. Dude, there's I haven't reason. I haven't written him off yet. I think he could still develop. If he doesn't do well this year, you know who I have written off that's still on the squad? Another fatty. Licorice. That dude's horrible. Dude, Josh Licorice from Texas, family of Cowboys fans. Yeah, why is he still on the squad collecting a paycheck? That's a really good question. Yeah. Let's see if Licorice comes back with a new uh, a new attitude. Mm. I doubt it, though. I have a feeling he's going to be gone pretty quick. I have a feeling he'll get cut this year. You know why? Because we have because he's lazy, and we have a new defensive uh, coordinator who went zero sixteen. Oh, but we'd That's also be remiss, dude. We'd also be remiss if we didn't talk about how we totally stole. The Cowboys' offensive line coach, who's supposedly awesome. Dude, we'd also be remiss if we don't get through the rest of these draft picks. Isn't he the same guy that <laughs> isn't isn't Callahan the same guy that coached the uh, Raiders to a Super Bowl loss? I think so. I think so. When they had like David Radloff looking guy as the uh, coach, looking guy, or not as the coach as the quarterback. What's his name? I always forget his name. This is like the third time on the podcast. I'm like, that guy who was like at the end of his career as a you know that guy Rich Gannon did that thing. Rich Gannon, who was with the Redskins like 15 years before that. And now you're going to bring up how he like, no, no. Well, that wasn't Rich Gannon that totally, that was Jeff. Who was Jeff again? George. Jeff totally, George that was total totally, tool to me. Looked right at you to sign your autograph, to sign his autograph, and then walked away. You're correct, John. Bill Callahan led the Raiders to a third consecutive AFC West title. I don't know how his career went downhill so badly after that, but he What's ended that? up at the Cowboys and built them. A, you know why? That's why last year they had a good draft and they got that offensive line, and then that became a, a Pro Bowler. And this year they drafted a bunch of criminals because Callahan, they finally got rid of Callahan. Jerry Jones was like, I'm tired of drafting all these guys that haven't been to jail yet. Yeah, but here's the connection, dude. Here's what happened. I'm going to tell you this. <laughs> the Raiders they, that year, they lost that Super Bowl 48-21 to to the Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who was coached by who? Uh, Gruden. Chucky. Chucky. 
with Tony Dungy's team. Tony Dungy's team. So, so then Callahan, um, Callahan kept Gruden's old playbook intact, and the Bucks knew so much about it because Gruden was there. What? They knew what was happening. So here's my question. <laughs> Are we going to see a bunch of John Gruden playbook now in the Redskins, given that Barf is his brother and Callahan is coaching? Um, I see where you're going with that. I think I think Barf really wants to uh, drive his own Winnebago here. <laughs> but I do think we're going to see some more power fatties instead of this, like, OLA stuff. Dude, I'm, how many times over the last few years have I just railed on, well, everything pretty much Shanahan did, but those light, nimble offensive linemen, I'm like, you might as well put skirts on them and do Swan Lake. Let's get some big, fat fatties and play NFC East football. And that looks like where we're going, and I like it. Yeah, dude. Right. It's like the beginning of the Blues Brothers. We're getting the Hogs back together. Getting the Hogs back together. I like it, too. Let's run down now uh, some of these other picks we picked up. So the, oh, yeah, yeah. We've gone through our first and second round pick. Third round pick, we picked up Matt Jones, a running back out of Florida. Not the crackhead receiver. Dude, yeah. we didn't really talk about him that much. He looks like he could be a third down back. He's kind of powerful and... Uh, He's pretty big, too. What's his size? What's his stature? Uh, Matt Jones is 6'2", 226. That's pretty big for running back. He also he has a knee. He has a bad knee, though. He is so. described as a prototypical power back with a hulking frame. He <laughs> reminds me of that dude that used to be with the Giants, that big running back they had a few years ago who ended his career with the 49ers. What was his name? They had Ahmad Bradshaw. And they had that big back, the big fat back, who was more almost like fullback sized. He's not as heavy as him because that guy was like two. He was he was like another twenty or thirty pounds. But oh, I was thinking about what's his name from the Falcons that came to the Redskins, TJ Duggan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but this Matt Jones guy could be a good third down back. Because I mean, last year, like Helu. I mean, he was more he was like he was. Something. He was like smaller, like a. He wasn't a power dude though. He he was a little nimble. Throw me the ball in the flat, and I'll like make a cut and, and yeah. make people miss once. But if I get hit, oh, it's gonna hurt. But in addition to this Matt Jones guy, I don't want to write off Silas Red. No, I agree with that. Still there. If he can He's hold on to the heart. ball, I agree. All right, so Matt Jones. Came to us from the Gators. Who else did we pick? Fourth round. We had two picks in the fourth round. We had the number six and the number 13 pick. Number six pick, we chose Jamison Crowder as the wide receiver out of Duke. We touched on him a little bit. Josh's favorite word in this podcast is touched. Why do you? (laughs) The word word of the day is touched. touched. We've touched on this, dude. So here's my thought about this guy. I'm touching cloth right now. I like this guy. I think I think he's good, but he's not a big receiver. You know, he's 5'9", 175 pounds. He's like a Samson Santana Moss. Moss size. That's what, yeah. I, that's what Dude, I texted Aaron. We, we've touched on this, too, though. I think his main job is is special teams. Yep. Him and Keyshawn Jarrett, because our special teams is horrible. And 
to yeah. some extent, Preston Smith, maybe, because he's got a few more block kicks in the last four years than the Redskins have combined. And I yeah, might and be not even way, exaggerating on that. I mean, Jamison Crowder was the punt returner for Duke. Yeah, dude. I'm pretty sure. What was his punt return? Did he have any return for scores? 47 punts for an average of 14 and a half yards. He had a couple returns for touchdowns, didn't he? Uh, let's see. Oh, I Dude, well, Randall L's, remember Randall's L's average return was like negative five yards. He would like run backwards, turn little circles and stuff. Dudes, he did have some touchdowns on the Caps game. We lost, didn't we? Just lost in overtime. Are you kidding me? That's all right. That just means we get to go back to Washington to finish it off. Yeah, but it was a ripoff. We totally got ripped off in this game. Um, I, so this this Crowder guy, I don't know, I'm looking at him. I mean, to me, when you read his stats, it's like Santana Moss all over again. I mean, they're talking about he'd make a great slot receiver, blah, blah, blah. 15 he years younger. two touchdowns for, or two punts for touchdowns a senior year. Yeah, dude, that is why we got him for the short term. In the long term, he might, he might evolve into the new Andre Roberts slash... Uh, I I have a feeling Irish Santana Chowder Moss. is going to be the reason we don't have Santana Moss on the opening day. That's off. that's what I'm concerned. That's that's yeah. my thought too. Yeah, it's like he's the replacement for Santana Moss. We'll see. Yeah, we keep <laughs> saying that, and then Santana Moss keeps besting these guys. <laughs> I don't know. I hope Santana Moss is putting himself into a position where he can uh, help in some sort of coaching way. Because you know, I'd like to see him stick around. Me too. Classy guy, man. But he is coming to the Twilight. Heck of a, yeah, classic guy. Twilight of his career, though. That I'll look and see if his jersey's on sale. That usually gives us an indication. That's true. Go if you go to Redskins.com slash sale. <laughs> Aaron has already touched on this. That using <laughs> the word "touched" is my favorite word in this podcast. So we, I will say that we have already touched on Ari. Juan Jadingo, whatever his name is. We've touched on him a lot. We've even Django. We've even spelled his name five times and giving him multiple, multiple nicknames, and he's not even taken one snap yet. And he's already OB two and Django and Chain. Yeah. Dude, like I said earlier, I would best case scenario is is him at right guard and Sheriff at right tackle for the next 10 years. Roll Tide. Put them both in there together as rookies. Let them learn together. Make them roommates. Make them freaking live together on the road. No, dude. Run a bedroom at Clinton Portis's like McMansion. He he sold Keep them together. I mean, these guys are going to be like bosom freaking (laughs) buddies. Put them together, and that way they'll, they'll, they'll know all the insides and outs, and they'll be able to like... You know they'll they'll work in tandem and and know their stuff. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it it could be fantastic on the side. It could be like it could be phantasmic. It could be fan something like that. I was <laughs> gonna say, say I was gonna work. say it would be unbelievable if they could get close to Grimm and uh, Jacoby on on the left side back in the 80s. That's that's best case scenario. But if they could get if they could get to like three quarters of how good those two were together, we'd be in pretty good shape. Do best Even case they scenario, just they get don't a, suck. A touch away from that. Just a touch. Let's touch um, on that a little bit. Let's touch on it. Well, 
Let's touch on um, – we've already touched on Martrell Spate a little bit. 6'2", 231 out of Little Rock, Arkansas. Played for the Razorbacks. Let's touch on him a little more. Josh, give us some more knowledge. What do you want to know? He went to Coffreyville Community College before he went to Arkansas. Well. Where he uh, recorded 130 tackles. 13 and a half for loss. That's a lot. This guy could be a beast. In fact, I remember watching footage on him and then texting John and saying, Beast. This guy's a dead another, nasty streak, dude. Another SEC he says he isn't shy about attacking the gap. <laughs> yeah. Let's touch uh, on uh, that a little bit. Uh, <laughs> this dude has a nasty streak. I saw it in the footage I saw. Yeah. Yeah, basically every year after the draft, I immediately go watch their highlights on um, YouTube. Because usually some dude is like put them together and with some like really bad music. With some like music that you'd hear if you were wearing like an Affliction t shirt and watching MMA. I don't know. As a. Or it's some music where I have to turn it down. We'll see how this guy does. I could see him being used to spruce up our special teams or something. Yeah, I think yeah, I think he's going to be one of the bigger guys that gets downfield quickly and and crushes people. Did he play special teams at Coffee Town State or wherever he went? <laughs> I don't Arkansas? know. Let me go back to. It. Well, he transferred uh, to Arkansas. Oh, Arkansas at Arkansas. Well, at Arkansas, did he play he's special a linebacker? Teams? Which many people considered to be a community college. Uh, anyway. He probably looking. played special teams. One. His quickness and raw playmaking ability could give him value, could make him valuable as an NFL special teamer. Okay, see, there it is. Trying to chalk up our special teams and maybe hopefully one of these guys will develop into a full-time player also. Yeah, I mean, that's all you can hope for for guys from these, the fourth, fifth rounds back is hopefully out of the, what, three, four, five, pick four, we got two in the fourth, one in the fifth, three in the sixth, one in the seventh. Well, you would say that, but you know what Scott McLuhan is famous for getting in late rounds? Oh, yeah. Safeties and corners. Yep, 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 yep. Speaking of safeties, that brings us right next to our next pit. So let's touch on the next pit, Tevin Mitchell. What? Do we need to take a break? Not Kevin Mitchell. Kevin Mitchell? Not Tevin Mitchell. He was not next. Keyshawn Jarrett, we've already touched on him, though. We already touched on the oh, okay. Well, Tishon Jarrett, something you know. I mean, he comes from an athletic family. I mean, look at his dad. He drove that that '88 car for so many years. <laughs> Dale, his Man. uncle, his uncle was a great number thirty, one of the best return men and kickoff and <laughs> return men of all time. I mean, you know, I don't know, I don't know uh, where that how that L got dropped in the name between <laughs> Brian and Tevin, but. Obviously, but, there's a paperwork error somewhere. Oh, it's because Tevin also went to Arkansas. It, it you, might be, you're talking about Tevin Mitchell. I was talking about Keyshone Jarrett. I think it's Kaishon. Kaishon. I just want to point out on Jarrett really quickly. You know who's going to take him under his wing? My friend and oh. pal that I flew up to Baltimore with. Crip. Scooter Man. Scooter Man, D'Angelo Hall. <laughs> yeah, they're going to have a they're, camaraderie. They're both former Hokies. And, you know, and I just think he's going to take him under his, his wing as a safety. and His hokey wing. Yeah. 
Oye. Who is that? Tevin Mitchell you're talking about? <laughs> no, Kai Schoen. Kai Schoen. Where did Kev- Tevin Mitchell? Let's touch on Tevin for a minute. By the way, Kai Schoen was a punt returner as well at, at Virginia Dude, Tech. that's the big thing for him. Dude, he was a special teams beast, yeah. like I said earlier. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. There's a reason why school, this guy is in here. What school in the United States, what college has like more emphasis on special teams than any other school? Year in and year out. Virginia Tech. <laughs> they have the most emphasis on special. They have the most. Dude, shut up. Dude, can we. Hey, can we take a little break and come back? Because um, we still got a lot of dudes to talk about and we don't have very much. Aaron wants to go on a you're listening to Harry Hog Hog Football. Because we're taking a break. This is Kenny Can from Canada, and you're listening to Harry Hog Football. Bud Light presents Real American Heroes. Real American Heroes. Today we salute you, Mr. Footlong Hot Dog Inventor. Mr. Footlong Hot when conventional wisdom said no one could make a hot dog longer than six inches, you dared to dream. Dared to dream. You knew the limitations of a regular-sized hot dog bun, and you ignored All right, that's all we're doing, because that's not a paid ad. Yo, are you guys back? Are you hacked? I'm back. Hey, I would like to say, though, Matthew McConaughey, Send us a link and add. We could technically, given our, our rules and bylaws of periodic football, we could technically play that ad because he is a Redskins fan. Technically. I'm just saying. But he'd have to come on the show. Remember when we tried to get Daryl Green on the show? <laughs> yes. We never, I mean. Didn't they want like 10 grand or something? 20 grand or something for like five minutes? I don't know what it was. Wait, what? Remember when we tried to get Daryl Green? It was like ten thousand dollars. I don't know. It was we were <laughs> like they, they, they said that interview started at ten thousand. We were like at episode fourteen or twenty. We we're like at episode twenty, and we we're like, hey, Daryl Green episode number twenty-eight is coming up in eight episodes. We need to see if we can get him on. And that was like three hundred and three hundred and. 60 episodes ago. Dude, I bet we could probably get um, someone like Ryan Kerrigan on. Maybe. Maybe. We need it. We need it. We almost got the one-man game. That's yeah. <laughs> we awesome. were really close to getting him on here. Red Snapper. One day. One day. Josh, you're going to run into the Red Snapper one day down there Dude, and talk to him. And he'll be like, oh, yeah, I'll do it. Too. Josh, you should have asked your bud D'Angelo. I guess I could have. I mean, technically, I could have stolen his scooter, and he would have had to sit there until I gave it back. Well, maybe I'll run into him down here in the peak. Maybe so. Maybe so. Down here in the peak, dudes. Whatever happened to that kid, Pete? <laughs> he grew up. <laughs> you mean the, the Dallas. Remember, family? we ran into his parents at that Hall of Fame game. 
Well, we did. And at the whole yeah. thing. Just randomly. Peak was uh, Aaron and Josh's neighbor's kid. Weren't me and John <laughs> hanging out with um, Pete's parents and Josh was hanging out with uh, Forrest? No, Josh. I, I, I don't remember. I wonder how Forrest was doing. I don't he, know. Uh, he, was he was, he's still, I wonder if he's still podcasting about WWE. Forrest. He, he was one of our early uh, listeners. Forrest Whitaker? Forrest George. Anyway, let's move on and talk about these last picks, and then we got to go Horse through guy. all the other guys that we got after the draft. Oh, that's right. And we got to go uh, through guys that we cut, and we only have okay, let's 12 minutes. Tevin Mitchell, we talked about him, a cornerback out of Arkansas. Let's touch on him a little bit. Let's touch on Tevin. You really, you really want to? Can we touch on Tevin a little bit? If you have data on him, go for it. I don't know anything about These Tevin. sixth and seventh rounders. I don't know much about that guy. John, well, you have any he's data? Six foot tall. He's six foot tall for a cornerback, so that's that's not bad size. That's like you know, two inches taller than everyone else. Yeah, you know. So maybe seven pounds. We'll see. I mean, he's another. We got two guys from our Kansas. We'll see if if either one of them can. I don't know. Spell their name correctly, <laughs> and if they can, maybe they'll make the team. What yeah, about well, Evan Spencer? Who knows, guys? He could be the next Daryl Green. You never know. That's true. Or the next, uh, what are those Seattle guys that were drafted late? Richard Sherman. Could be. Could be. Sure. Cam Chanson. Uh Evan Spencer, wide receiver out of Ohio State. I, I got to remind you, this guy came out of a championship team, Ohio State. Dude, Urban Meyer, the coach of Ohio State, had very, very high praise for Evan Spencer. What did he yeah. say about Evan? He said he was basically the team captain this last year. I mean, this guy's 6'2", 205 pounds. These guys work cut out for him to make the, t- make the squad. He does. It sounds, like, it sounds like he's one of those guys that can be a leader. Dude, he how- may not be the best player you have, but he's, he's going to be – I mean, he could end up being special teams leader. He could be – He could be the, the next James Thrash. but – um, he had last season. He had 15 catches for 149 yards and three touchdowns. He threw a thir- he threw a 13 yard touchdown pass in the Sugar Bowl. Yeah, he only he had 15 catches, guy. dude. Yep. He made a 22 yard touchdown catch to win at Minnesota. Recorded a 19 yard touchdown catch and run to win against the Bearcats of Cincinnati. He made uh, he made an. He made it that big one-handed touchdown grab in the and the win against Rutgers. So what did they just put him in and send him to the end zone? He only had and like he fifteen catches. An onside kick in the Sugar Bowl. Did you say he only had what? fifteen ki- fifteen catches the whole year? Fifteen catches, and like five of them were touchdowns. <laughs> Dang, three he's going to be. Oh man, teams. what was the name of that guy? The Redskins had. He was really tall. He went to, like, Delaware or something like that. All he did was catch touchdowns. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, it was, like, 10 years ago. I can't remember his name. Sonny was always just like, why don't they put him in? All he does is catch touchdowns. It's on the tip of my tongue. You mean Brian Kozlowski? No. no. I'm kidding, dude. <laughs> it was, he was a really tall receiver. 
McCain, McCain, McCants, Denarian McCants, Denarian McCants, McCants. Yeah, dude, okay. that guy was good. I liked him. He was number eighty-five. All he did was catch touchdowns, but he didn't play uh, special teams at all. This guy, however, plays special teams. Oh yeah, and I don't know his his size and and everything I remember about him is that he might be an art monk style player, especially later on when he was running all those like uh, I don't know he was, he was like a possession receiver. You know what I mean? Like when you had to get a catch, you need a third and seven. He'll get you third and eight. If you're in a Super Bowl and you're at like what third and twenty three, he'll get you third and twenty five. Yep. Also. He's, he's cited multiple times for spectacular one-hand catches, one-hand grabs. Yeah, but he only made 15 catches. But how many were touchdowns? Well, last year, three. But uh, three the year before that, let's see. Possession. I think if you look at this guy and all the guys I've been talking about here from like round four and round five, not round four. Well, Crowder, not not all Ray, but him, Crowder, as in him, Spate, Jarrett, Mitchell, Spencer. I think all these guys are guys that are, are hopefully going to make the team as special teamers because there isn't a damn player on special teams that should get their job back from the last two years. No, they suck. They're awful. So every single job at special teams, that's how most of these guys are going to make the team. Some of these guys will end up on the practice squad, but as bad as we've been, especially on special teams, a lot of these guys, I think that's – I don't want to say that's the primary reason they got drafted, but when you're looking at guys in the late rounds, it might be, especially with with what McLuhan's trying to do. Yep. Hey, I want to point out this guy, Spencer, too. Here's another connection. You know, we're all about making connections here. His dad, Tim – uh, was the third leading rusher in Ohio State history with 3,553 yards. Um, That's a pretty big deal. His dad, Tim, yeah. was also an assistant coach with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Hmm. What's with all the Tampa Bay connections? Is it coincidence? Uh, I don't know. But we had Tampa Bay's last coach or – as brother defensive backs coach for a while. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah. we need to move forward here, dudes. Let's touch, right, moving forward. Let's touch on Austin yeah. Reuter. Last but not least, we got one more fatty. What happened to our Austin seventh round pick? Oh, that's Austin Reuter. Austin Reuter. Seventh round pick. All right, Austin Reuter. Austin Reuter out of South Florida. Center. Austin Reuter. Is he another super fatty that has a chance to, uh, I don't know. We need all the fatties we can get and see which are the best of the fatties. I'm not going to text him now because it's kind of late here on the East Coast. But uh, my buddy Tom from college, who is a Tampa Bay season ticket holder, his brother-in-law played offensive lineman at South Florida a few years ago. He graduated, like, I, I forget what year. It was a few years ago. He probably didn't play with this guy. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if uh, going forward if he has any information to uh, throw down about this Austin Border guy. All right, good. It's the inside well, track. This awesome guy, um, he's six three, three hundred pounds. Pretty big fella. He's bigger than Will Montgomery. Yeah, Will Montgomery 
Did, didn't Ryan they did, throw hey. skirts on him and do Swan Lake, the lightest offensive line in football? Thanks, Shanahan. Did I write? Way to go, dude. Did I read something somewhere that Chris Chester can play center too? For who? <laughs> For the Redskins. That he could be <laughs> that he could be challenging uh, uh, Schnell. No, it's center. That he could be moving in, and and he could like everyone could be like moving down from the right side, and he could be challenging Small Schnell. Small Schnell. Small Schnell. Man, I saw something on the History Channel. No, not the History Channel. It was on the Smithsonian Network a couple weeks ago, and it was about World War II. And the very first scene where they had, like, German reenactment stuff going on, the very first word was Schnell. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, nothing ever changes. Dudes, at this point in the podcast, I think we should move into the people that got cut and then maybe save the undrafted signings for next week. Yeah, and quick notes, we did trade with the Seahawks. We traded the 69th pick, and we ended up getting the 95th, 112th, 167th, and 181st pick. That's how McLuhan got his 10 picks. Um, we did also uh, traded pick 167 with the Saints for 187 <clears throat> on a and uh, pick next year pick from the Saints in 2016. So those were the two deals that we had happen during the draft. So we basically picked up four picks, right? Basically, yeah. Yeah, right? So that's yeah. pretty awesome. Now we've got an extra six next year to work with all, already. Absolutely. And yeah, apparently like he loves six-round picks, man. He's like the sixth-round genius. Look at Tom Brady. Yeah, that's the one that everyone talks about, Tom Brady. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Wait, yep. did Scott McLuhan pick him? No, he didn't. No, no. No, no. but just as a six-round pick. Scott McLuhan's work was with the 49ers and then the uh, uh, Seahawks, which is probably... Isn't that where he got Sherman in the sixth round? He might have. I don't know. And like Maxwell and that His connections in Seattle are what made that trade for that uh, trading our... That one pick for those four picks happen. You know what I mean? I mean, that... There was no reason that they needed to make that trade... Seattle went for it because they wanted someone at 69, but we got four draft picks. And I know they were later in the draft and everything, but. Yeah. You know, hey, it, if it you have four, maybe there, one of them will work that out. That got us the extra picks that we needed. Those, if two of those guys, if one of those guys works out, we're talking about the last day of the draft. Dude. If two of those at four work out, that's great. It's like buying an extra raffle ticket, man. Putting an extra five bucks in there for one more. Keep this ticket. Yeah, the one more chance you got. Do not lose this ticket. All right, dudes. Um, let's see. Should we go into the cuts? Do you have that information pulled up, John? I I have it, Josh. Do you have some stuff as well? I have it. I, I mean, I was just going to say that really, I mean, the important name that people recognize is that we, you know, we waived Jerry Rice Jr. Um, Wait, is this the cut list? This is the cut list. Oh, hold on, Josh. Hold on. Give me and one by second. The way, by the way, if you ever What's saw wrong? a picture of Jerry Rice Jr. with a helmet on, yeah, he his eyes especially, he looks like his, his dad. He does. Yeah, he does. But you know what? He didn't play like his dad. So, cut! Um, 
But we also, I mean, we got rid of what, like twelve more, right, John? Twelve other players. We cut guys. We and we cut don't even know who they NFL, are. We cut such NFL stal- stalwarts as Rishaw Johnson, Edwan, Kaufman. Kaufman. It's not a name from Star Wars, I don't think. Ty Nietzsche. Braylon Bellend. I remember try. I remember butchering this name earlier um, last season. Isako Ai. Um, Steve Boomhauer, Kenny Horsley, Steve Bo Harnay. Oh, my bad. The only person on this entire list that actually did some playing time that I remember was Gabe Miller, the linebacker. He was kind of the fincher, the clincher. I remember that guy. Yeah, Kenny Kenny Horsley. You don't know that guy. Kenny Okoro, Okoro Flow, like that song from Enya. Is that (laughs) and Trey Trey Wolf. Wolf? Didn't he ride the? Did he write the electric cool? No, that was John. Wolf. I don't know who any of these guys are except for Gabe Miller. And then there was and, and Jerry Rice Jr. Ricky Sapp and Austin Spiller or Spiler or whatever. Those guys are gone too. All right. Anyway. Well, there's the cuts because we signed a whole bunch of undrafted dudes. Let's see. Who did we sign? We got we signed another quarterback, Connor Halliday from Washington State up there in the Seattle suburbs. Let's see. Do we even want to go? We signed a place kicker from UAB who no longer has a football team. Dude, we're not going into the signings till next week because we're already over yeah. an hour. Yeah. It, it, can't you hear really, the end music kicking? Nope. Can't you hear it? No, we can't. No, we can't. Oh, well, let me fix that. Well, next week, the time we talk about it will be just about the time for our first minicamp. Thank goodness we didn't start our minicamp this week. Yeah, we didn't mention that, but I think the Redskins were looking heavily at Dante Fowler, who tore his ACL today for the Jacks. No, no, I'm sorry. Fred Davis. Oh, I got reinstated. Is he married to Shaka now? I know, right? Is, is, are he and Shaka showing up? They're going to show up in Ashburn and be like, Do you think the Redskins need to take a chance on him? They did re sign Aaron's favorite player. Tight end. I mean, now it's <laughs> I don't. I don't really like him anyway. Yeah. Uh, All right, do we have like no tight ends? Uh, uh, yeah, jersey numbers are out there. We will go through them all. Go check them out if you're really interested in seeing what the jersey numbers are. Um, that's it. We'll talk to you guys next week. Hail oh, to the red. Wait, our benevolent sponsor, longtime benevolent sponsor, Desmond C. Lee Esquire. You can check him out at Desmond C. Lee 2 on Twitter. And give us an email, redskinsfan at harryhogfootball.com. Tweet at us. Twitter at harryhog, like the name, H A R R Y Hog. Like Matthew McConaughey. Or give us a ring, a ding ding at 177 Harry Hog. Leave us a message.
Matthew, if you want to be on the podcast, let us know. Or any Redskins that are listening. Just have your head and call our guy at that number Leave a message. Yeah. Hey, we'll talk to you guys next week. Hail to the Redskins. And if you see a Cowboys fan, don't give them bail money. I'm going down in history as the baddest rapper that ever could be. Now I'm feeling the highs and you're feeling the lows. The beat starts getting into your toe. You start popping your fingers and stopping your feet and moving your body while you're sitting in your seat. And then, damn, they start doing the freak. I said,